A new day has come to the city of Augustus, Illinois. On the Harper estate at the guest house in the living room, Melanie is standing over by the window talking to Miranda on her cell phone. Miranda, I would be lying to you if I said that I wasn't nervous about this meeting with Dr. Becker and that hospital lawyer in a few weeks. But I trust you. And if you think that we'll win, then I can promise you that I'll have more confidence in our case. As Melanie flashes a hopeful smile, Stephen enters the room. Melanie glances over at him. Uh, Miranda, look, I do have to go. But I hope you have a great day. Bye now. Hi, Stephen. Hello, Mel. I'm surprised you're not out and about yet. It seems that every time I turn around, you do a disappearing act. But I guess that's because you don't want me to bring up Donovan's shooting to you yet again. Speaking of which, I want you to know that I love you. And I'll forever be grateful to you for giving me a second chance. I will forever be grateful that you let me come to Germany with you when we thought you had early onset. And I will forever be grateful to you for letting me live here with you as you try to start fresh. What's going on? I'm ready. Ready for what? I'm ready to reveal the truth to you about my involvement in Donovan's shooting. And I'm going to do it with a little bit of help. At Opulence Monthly in Leslie's office, Leslie is standing over by the desk looking through a few budgetary spreadsheets. Leslie then looks up from the spreadsheets after hearing a slight knock at the door. Colin. Morning. What are you doing here? I brought you some breakfast. And though I can't stay for long, I do have some time before I have to go to a meeting and then take him to a specialist. I'm very happy she got her memories back. Me too. I'm so happy I'm getting my wife back. Leslie and Colin smile at one another as Leslie reaches into a to-go bag that Colin brought to the office and retrieves a croissant. Colin then takes a sip of his coffee from a to-go coffee cup. Have a seat. At Christopher's penthouse in the living room, Olivia is standing over by the couch as she is putting a thin brown belt around her waist. She tightens the belt, but not too much, around a rainbow sundress. She then smiles as she picks up a jean jacket from the couch and puts it on just as Christopher enters the room. You look absolutely beautiful, Liv. Oh, thank you. I just can't believe that I'm going to be speaking at this town's Pride Parade this year. I came to Augustus for work and now I'm being asked to share my story in front of the whole town. I, I... Are, are you nervous? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Well, I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. 
Why is that? Because as soon as you begin telling this town your story, and even as you step onto that stage, all the people in attendance at this event will fall in love with you, just like I have. I know that to be true. How did I get so lucky to have a man as good as you? Same way I got lucky enough to have a woman who has continued to stick by me through thick and thin. The best is yet to come. I couldn't agree more. We are going to conquer every obstacle in our way. And then... We are going to face a bright future, Doc. Olivia smiles as Christopher pulls her into a romantic kiss. I guess we have to snap back to reality. After all, that could be Duncan from the hospital. He promised that he would help me get some boxes over here. I gave him a temporary key to my place. And... It's okay. Go ahead. Answer our door. Our door? I like the sound of that. Uh, Christopher? You're gonna want to get on over here. Why? What is it? It's me! (laughs) Oh my goodness, Mom? Hi, honey. At Memorial Hospital on the fifth floor, Duncan is standing over by the nurse's station. He is talking on his cell phone. Hey, Olivia, it's me. Um, I'm about to leave the hospital and then I'll go over to your place and pick up those boxes. And don't worry, I'll be at your new home with Christopher before you know it. Um, But I can't stay long. I have to meet my ex-wife for an important thing. Well, anyway, I'll talk to you later. Bye. As Duncan hangs up from the call, he turns around. However, before he can walk off, he accidentally bumps into Callum. Oh, oh, sorry, Chief. (laughs) No worries, Duncan. By the way, while I've got you, I do want you to know that I took care of getting the beds all changed out on the 10th floor. You know, the ones where some patients had experienced some accidents. Yeah, I remember. Thank you for getting to that, by the way. Listen, before I leave for the day, I do want you to know that you've taken great strides lately to come off of your probationary period. From that violent outburst you had a few months ago, I'm really proud of you, Duncan. Hey, uh, thanks, Chief. Um, I have a lot going on in my life right now, and I'm, I'm learning to keep my emotions in check. That's what I like to hear. Anyway, if you'll excuse me, I'm headed to the Pride Parade. Certainly. Have a great time. Thanks. At Hastings Advertising in the lobby area, Colin steps off of the elevator. He then looks around and spots a receptionist at the front desk. Hi, I'm Colin Harper, and I need to see Mark and Diana Hastings right now. Before the receptionist can say a word, Isabella comes around the corner and walks over to Colin and the receptionist. Don't worry, Prudence. I'll take care of this. Hello, boss. Well, former boss. I was beginning to wonder when you would show your face around here. Anyway, I would love it if you would follow me. You've got some people who have just been dying to see you. At the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Caitlin enters the establishment. As she makes her way over to the coffee bar, she glances around at the pride decorations that hang all around the establishment. She then looks at various customers who are practically all wearing t-shirts that say Augustus Pride Day 2023. 
As Caitlin sets her purse down on the coffee bar, Skye suddenly enters through the patio, looking over her shoulder. Hey Skye, will you be sure to grab me that rainbow flag from the office? Sure thing, Mom. As Skye turns her attention to what's in front of her, she sees Caitlin. She slowly makes her way over to Caitlin. Hmm, twice in less than 24 hours. Yup. Look, Caitlin, about last night... What is there to say, Sky? I asked you why you were back in town, and you specified that it was for today's event. And you told me that Sky's the Limit donated clothes to some of the speakers, and you told me you missed your mom. That's all true. I'm not doubting that. It's just that you didn't even mention what you have put me through these past few months. Where the blog is concerned, nor did we get a chance to talk about what happened the night of that stupid reunion. I know we have a lot of unfinished business. I just didn't think it was appropriate to get into all of that business while standing on the corner of Corinthos. Maybe you have a point there. As Sky and Caitlin look on at one another, Lenore enters the main area once again, having come from the patio. Hey, Sky, honey, did you grab that? Hi, Lenore. Caitlin, hi. I, uh, uh, I didn't even know you dropped by. I came to get some pictures from my blog's website. Oh, certainly. You and Danielle Frazier are doing an excellent job at covering the day's festivities all over social media. Danielle Frazier? What business do you have with her, Caitlin? So sorry, Skye. I just can't get into everything while standing in the corner of your mother's establishment. But I'm sure we'll talk later. Bye-bye for now. Caitlin walks off. What was that about? I think you know, Mom. I think you know. Anyway, the main Pride event is about to start soon. We should finish getting that Pride flag hung. Before Lenore and Skye retrieve the Pride flag to hang across one of the Tasty Beans walls, Lenore notices Graham out of the corner of her eye. Lenore motions to Skye to give her one moment, and then Lenore walks over to Graham's table. Let me guess, you're plotting world domination. <laughs> oh my goodness, Lenore! Hi! Hello, Graham Williams. As Graham takes a sip of his ice latte, Lenore sits across from him. Now, how is it that you walked into my establishment, ordered a beverage, and slipped off into this corner booth, all without me seeing you? Well, it's just like the old days. Well, I didn't care for you much in those old days you speak of. I didn't care for me now. Oh, let's not go too far. How's your head these days? That's doing good. How's your head? It's doing okay. All it took was a night in the hospital and a few x-rays. Well, same here. You know, I'm actually glad that you're back here in Augustus. I heard about Miranda and Jonah. I know they must be happy to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying such a thing. I know that I wasn't a beloved citizen of this town last year, and I know my family's privilege got me a second chance. But I really have changed, Lenore. I'm going to prove that to everyone. I love people, I, I love family, I, you know. Graham, are you all right? Why, 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 why do you ask? I don't know, you seem off. Look, if this is because we're meeting face to face for the first time since that night, then I want you to know that it's okay. Everything's okay. I know you've changed. You move halfway across the world to prove that you've changed. 
And Miranda even told me that you got professional help while you were gone. Well, that's true. I'm really happy to hear that. I just don't know why I did those things to you, Lenore. I, I wish I could go back. We can never go back. We can only move forward. And I think that's exactly what we all should do. Money makes people do crazy things, Graham. <laughs> that it does. But my money is the only thing saving my life right now. What do you mean? <clears throat> Lenore, can I tell you something? Wow. Are we having a moment? Yeah, I guess we are. What is it? What's going on? Miranda and Jonah aren't the only reason I'm back here in Augustus. I'm back here to make amends with my past. And I'm back here to see some of the best doctors in the country. I don't like the sound of that, Graham. Why are you seeking out some of the best doctors in the country? It's because I have congestive heart failure and a pretty bad case of it at that. A sadden Lenore reaches over the table and takes Graham's hands in her hands as the two continue to talk about his medical condition. At Danielle's loft in the living room, Alex and Danielle are kissing one another over by the desk when suddenly... A curious Danielle breaks away from the kiss for just a moment and then walks over to the door. Standing in front of Danielle is that of Lakin Bennett. Lakin peeks over Danielle's shoulder and smiles at her brother Alex. Hello, brother. Did you miss me? Moments later, Lakin and Danielle are standing across from one another. Both women are drinking a cup of coffee and sharing a good laugh. I can't believe he snores still. I'm so sorry that you have to sleep next to him. Thank you for saying so. As the ladies continue to share a good laugh, Alex re-enters the room. Hey, you two. What's going on here? Oh, we're just talking about how loud you snore. I snore? Like a chainsaw. <laughs> anyway, can I get you some coffee? That'd be great. Thanks, babe. Danielle walks off to the kitchen area as Alex walks over to Lakin. I can't believe what I just saw. You and Danielle despise one another. That's quite a strong word. Besides, I spent a lot of time reflecting on what this town and the people who live here in it have meant to my life. Spain has made me realize that grudges aren't always the best thing to hold on to. I'm happy to hear you say that. I think Spain has done a lot of good for you, even though I miss seeing you all the time. A visit here, a visit there isn't such a bad thing, is it? I guess not. Anyway, Speaking of people from this town who have come into your life, have you spoken to Caitlin yet? <clears throat> no, I haven't. I'm just not sure I'm ready for that yet. <sighs> Can we just change the subject, please? Of course. In fact, I'm glad you just said that because I need to talk to you about something. Oh, what's up? Well, I have to act fast before Danielle gets back in here, but I do want you to know that things have gotten serious between us. I can tell. She says you two are in love. I would say so. Anyway, I want to marry her and I have grandma's ring. I... Wait a second. Are you sure about this? You better believe I'm sure about this. Alrighty. Here's your cup of coffee. 
Alex and Lakin turn their attention to Danielle as she re-enters the room handing Alex a cup of coffee. So, what were you two talking about? Uh, nothing interesting. Come on, we don't have to leave for the Pride event right this very moment. So we might as well get at least one interesting conversation going, besides Alex snoring. Is there anything you two are just dying to talk about? At Rhonda's penthouse in the living room, Rhonda, JJ, Antoine, and Gregory are all sitting around the room. I'm so happy that the two of you could come over before we all head downtown for the Pride event. Thanks for inviting us over, Mom. By the way, Rhonda, that breakfast was amazing. Now you know by now that I know how to cook. <laughs> yeah, I think we all know that you can slay in the kitchen. Amen to that. <laughs> okay, if I can be sentimental for a moment, I just want to say that I am so lucky to have you three in my life. Aw, what, what do you mean, Mom? Well, look around the room, honey. I have a man that loves me. I have a fabulous son who has a boyfriend I adore. And we're all in good health. What's better than that? Well, I can think of something. Oh, can you now, JJ? Oh, I would like to hear this. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to wait to do this, but Rhonda, your little speech just now got me thinking. What are you thinking about? I think I know what's about to happen. W what? JJ stands from the couch and reaches into his pants pocket, retrieving a ring box. He then gets down on one knee and opens the box. What better way to celebrate today's Pride event? And what better way to bring more joy to our loved ones than by me proposing to you right this very moment? JJ. Antoine Jeffries, will you, will you marry me? <laughs> yes. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. <laughs> Rhonda and Gregory lean on one another, smiling as Antoine pulls JJ into a passionate kiss. Back at Christopher's penthouse in the living room, Pamela, Olivia, and Christopher are standing around one another over by the couch. Mom, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am that you're here. Oh, as soon as I got the call from your father, I just knew I had to be here for you. But it does look like Olivia has been helping fight Isabella. I tried my best. Ooh, I hate that woman. I'm just happy that Christopher can take comfort in knowing that he has so many people who want justice for him. I do know that. It's just that this is a lot to deal with. I know, son. But you're a strong man. Thanks, Mom. Well, I hate to cut this short, but I do have to make a phone call super quick. I'm sure Olivia can keep me company. I'll do my best. Christopher kisses Olivia and then walks off to their bedroom. Olivia and Pamela then take a seat on the couch. He seems to be in love with you. Oh, well, I'm in love with him. Well, I'm happy to hear that, Olivia. Can I be real with you for a second? Of course. I never cared for Isabella. <laughs> I guess that makes two of us. <laughs> I guess so. She's just full of hate and evil. 
I'll agree with you there. But I can see that you are nothing like her. I know you make my son happy, dear. I can see that even through all of this he's going through. He's glowing. Thank you for making my son happy. I know relationships aren't easy, but in the end, I do think they are worth it. And you are worthy of my son's heart. Olivia smiles as she wipes away a tear. At the Augustus Community Park over by a private area, Emma walks over to Gunner. Thank you for meeting me here. Of course. And sorry, I was late. I had to meet with this specialist. I get it. I'm happy that you got your memories back. Thank you. I'm happy too. I'm just just trying to figure out what's next. I mean, I have so many memories back. I'm trying to look to see what future your son and I have. I'm, I'm waiting on pins and needles to see if Andrew's threat meant anything. And then in the middle of all this, I'm trying to find a way to get words out about what we endured. Who can even begin to come up with the right words? True. We went through a lot in Canada. I, I just can't believe it's over. The Canada part, anyway. Yeah. Look, Gunner, the reason I wanted to meet with you is because I'm hoping that we can put the past behind us. I know you never cared for me. You once hired a PI to look into my past. I mean, you even brought my mother here while I was pregnant. And I'm sure you would have ripped me a new one had you ever gotten to confront me about Alex being the father of Connor and not your son. That whole situation was your mother's doing, not yours. But I hold some of the blame there. And then to top it all off, I exposed you for rigging that election. I put you behind bars. I deserved it, Emma. I deserve to pay for my crimes. I'm not ever going to thank you for turning me in, but looking back, I think you did the right thing. I mean, I realize that now. And I think that we can move forward. We can start fresh. I'd really like that. Should we bring it in? <laughs> I think you should just buy me a cup of coffee. <laughs> gotcha. Consider it done. Back at the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Lucinda is sitting at a table drinking a cup of coffee. As she takes a sip, Graham walks up to her. Hi, miss. Oh, hi. What can I do for you? You know, I was hoping someone could help me find my way to the painted dock. It's a restaurant I'm not familiar with, and yet I have to be there soon for a business meeting. Unfortunately, I I'm not familiar with that either. Oh, darn. Sorry. No, no, it's, 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 it's okay. I'll ask someone else. I'm sorry that I interrupted your alone time. A handsome gentleman such as yourself should never apologize for interrupting my alone time. Hmm, noted. By the way, uh, my name's Graham. Nice to meet you, Graham. I'm Lucinda. Lucinda, if I'm not being too forward, I'd love to take you out to dinner. Is that so? Yes. I'll get my purse. That way I can write down my phone number for you. 
And maybe when you find the painted dog. I'll be sure to take you there. That would be lovely. Back at the guest house on the Harper Estate, much time has passed by, and Melanie, Stephen, and Felicia are sitting around the living room. Wow. I I can't believe this. You helped Felicia cover up Donovan's shooting for almost a year now? And, and Felicia, you saved Stephen that night from almost pulling the trigger himself. You have it all correct, Melanie. And though I was hesitant to reveal the truth to you, I knew that Stephen needed my help once again. That I did. Felicia and I hadn't even met before that night, yet we worked together to take down Donovan as best we could. I just didn't think he'd wake up. I didn't think that he'd ever get out of that hospital bed, ever. But he did. Look, I get why you two did what you did. Donovan's a monster. Yet, you two can't possibly get away with this now. We're prepared not to. Felicia and I had a talk about me being summoned that night by Detective Reynolds. Said conversation included Felicia stating that the secret would never come out. I've had a change of heart since then, considering turning myself in. Stephen has a lot of life left to live, but I've already lived mine. And considering the type of man Donovan is, they might just let me get off. Attempted murder is a very serious charge, Felicia. I know that, but I did it to protect my baby girl just as Stephen did this to protect you. How can I help? Well, can't possibly ask you to do a damn thing. Then don't ask. Just tell me how I can help. Alicia shouldn't go down for this, even if she turns herself in. She's right. We have to protect those we love. We can't let Anything happened to her, Stephen. At Donovan's apartment in the living room, Donovan is sitting on the couch looking at an edition of the magnifier, which details the Bennett house fire. Some of my finest work yet. <laughs> Who the hell could that be? Donovan gets up from the couch, folds the newspaper in half, and walks over to the door. Oh, Detective Reynolds. Finally found you. Have you been searching for me? Aldridge, I need you to come down to the station with me right now. Enough of this. I can't keep being on your side if you're going to continue to show your true colors. But I love my true colors. Let's end this right now, okay? I, I need some time to heal, Detective. But I'll give you a call. Donovan. Goodbye, Detective. Back at Hastings Advertising in the conference room, Diana, Mark, and Colin are all standing around the room. Mr. Harper, I'm so glad that we finally get a chance to meet face to face. 
I've had meetings with your mother concerning that Woman of Augustus event we've been working on for quite some time now. Well aware. What brings you by, Mr. Harper? Isabella told us that you were dying to see us. I think you know why I'm here, Mr. Hastings. Peter Ortiz won that communications position over Jonah Bennett because of Jonah being involved in the investigation into Donovan's shooting for months now. Yes, that's right. But I highly doubt you came here to congratulate us. You're right. I didn't come here to congratulate you. I discovered that you and Mark are well aware of the contractual clause that I had in place for Jonah. We did hear about such a thing. And we also took care of such a thing. My mother and I sent a check to Jonah for that contractual obligation to be fulfilled. We paid your debt to Jonah Bennett. So what do you think the future will look like? We think that you should hand your company over to us. You must be joking. Well, we're not joking. You see, we all know that Jonah's going to accept that money. That means that Hastings Advertising paid your company's debt. I know that you can pay us back that money easily, but why would you want to? You made this simple mistake because you're a rookie in this game. We're highly skilled professionals. Colin, don't pay us that money. Just wash your hands of your advertising firm. And if I don't? Then we'll find another way to get control of your company. In downtown Augustus, the Pride event is coming to a close. Almost all of the LGBTQIA identifying Augustians are crowded around a stage along with their allies. Meanwhile, Caitlin is standing at a podium. Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to this town's first ever Pride event. We hope that you all have enjoyed yourselves, and each and every one of you has worked so hard for this day, and one person who has worked alongside of you is that of Olivia Bookman, who is nurse practitioner and soon-to-be doctor at Memorial Hospital. Nurse Bookman has agreed to speak today, and I couldn't be happier. So without further ado, please welcome Nurse Olivia Bookman. Caitlin steps aside as Olivia walks over to the podium. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, we did it. We held the first ever Pride event for this fine city. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. I appreciate it more than you know. I came out to my parents and I was one of the lucky ones. I was accepted by them. They continued to love me. They continued to give me a path to make me the woman I am today. And as I've gone through this day, I've thought of them more than anybody. I think that teaches us that we should all be thinking about our neighbors today. An ally doesn't always have to be a parent. It could be anyone who is in your corner. And we all deserve to have someone in our corner. We should all be there for one another because this is a community of love. This is a community of power. And this is a community of change. So here's to all of us on this day. May we continue to show pride in who we are for not just today, but for forever and a day. This has been Forever and a Day, created by KCS Hutchison. 
co-executive producer KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan. Narrated by KCS Hutchison. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Derek Andras. Music and sound effects provided by Thessalian Studios and Soundstripe. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, Kevin Caliber as Alex Bennett, Chaz Cunningham as Duncan Anderson, Emmy Morgan as Olivia Bookman, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Ashley Stewart as Isabella Reed, Desmond Hawkins as Mark Hastings, Diana Collins as Diana Hastings, Bart Blackneo as Colin Harper, Brett Lawrence as Gunnar Harper, Gene Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Claire Statmuller as Lucinda Prescott, Ron Schnitker as Graham Williams, Terry Lemer as Lenore Parkhurst, Janelle Allen as Felicia Richardson, Aaron Clark as Stephen Langenfeld, Karen Knebel as Melanie Walters, Navelle J. Lee as Callum Becker, Sherard Jackson as Jesse J.J. Frazier, Darrell Anthony as Antoine Jeffries, Bruce Van Griffin as Bo Reynolds, Michael Carr as Donovan Aldridge, and Kalia Davis as Leslie Marshall. Special guest stars Tracy Ross as Pamela Belkirk, Don Deneau as Lakin Bennett, and Mackenzie Bell as Sky Parkhurst. Join us again for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day on your favorite podcast streaming platform. This podcast is proudly recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. We also support all actors and writers on strike. <laughs>